back to another episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast, a podcast where we are trying to change society by cherishing scripture. My name is Zach Taylor. I'm here today with Jeremy, Nathan, and Dr. Bailey. How are y'all doing? Good, man. Right, how are really you? Really good to be here again. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So uh, last week, uh, Nathan, Pastor, and myself, we began uh, this discussion on the New Testament Baptist Confession, uh, and today we're going to dive a little deeper into it. I'm possibly getting into a little bit of deep waters, but I'm definitely excited to see where this uh, leads to. So let's go ahead and begin. Uh, if you would like, uh, Pastor, go ahead and read that fifth paragraph for us. That's where we left off last time. Yeah, paragraph five reads, For many decades, sober Baptist Christians walking in the wisdom of Scripture have seen, have sensed excuse me, the great need to confess our soul allegiance to the words of Scripture while simultaneously identifying and denying the evolution of false teaching. False teaching and error, regretfully, are evident and common among independent fundamental Baptists. This confession is for the information and satisfaction of those that do not thoroughly understand what our principles are or who have entertained prejudices against our teachings by reason of a strange misinterpretation of the fundamentals of the faith by some men of note who have taken very strong measures and led others into misapprehension against the Baptist Church. Our lingering desire is to testify that many Baptists are in the way guilty of those errors which are frequently charged upon us due to the militant false teaching of many fundamental Baptists of the past and present. Mm. So I think that gives us a very uh, clear and concise reason as to why we should be careful with the... um, well, not just with the independent fundamental Baptist movement, even though this is what this is focusing on, but really any teaching uh, movement. Uh, but I wanted to ask you when you were reading this, the first thing I thought of it is, um, what are some examples that you have of false teaching or false error that you have seen uh, in the independent fundamental Baptist? Wow. I mean, there's no there's no short answer really to that. Um, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is – when people weaponize the Word of God, uh, I know the Bible says that the the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and and uh, and I know that you know it has been classified as the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Uh, all of that is taught in Scripture, <clears throat> but uh, one of the the greatest um, downfalls I think of independent fundamental Baptists down through the years is they've taken God's Word and used it as an offensive weapon against people who were not our enemies. It is a weapon, a sword, that can be used in defense against Satan. Uh, But um, regretfully, what I've seen is when people take God's Word and use it as a weapon against someone else they disagree with. And that's a major, major thing among independent fundamental Baptists. It's very common. Even today, if someone is uh, in disagreement with another person, instead of just preaching the Word consistently, preaching the Word methodically, they'll actually look for a passage of Scripture that they think in some way or another remotely refers to the issue, and then they'll use that. They'll weaponize the Word uh, to try to make an attack on another brother in Christ. And uh, I, I disagree with that that practice on its face. It, uh, it's dangerous. Um, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, when he had his big disagreement with the Apostle Peter, we're talking about two apostles. We're talking about the foundation of the church. 
And so when he did that, he was graceful. Um, he stood his ground, but nevertheless, he knew who he was talking to. He knew he was talking to a brother. And later, of course, you remember that Peter actually called Paul his brother. And so um, uh, that's a different scenario altogether. But the weaponizing of God's Word today among independent fundamental Baptists has become, has become so commonplace uh, that it has literally fractured that movement into what most people call camps. You know, you got the Hiles Anderson camp, you've got the Trinity Jacksonville camp, you've got the Pensacola Christian College camp, you've got the Crown College camp, you've got the Tabernacle camp, you've got the West Coast camp, you know, uh, the Oklahoma guys, you know, um, um, Heartland Baptist College, you got that camp. And every one of them seems to have their style, and every one of them seems to have their own way of attacking the other and and uh, marginalizing the message of the other, and proclaiming themselves to be the one, um, you know, best college or best camp. And uh, I find that unscriptural, very mm-hmm. unscriptural. It's almost disgusting because there's no unity yeah. among believers, which no. there should be. And I, I know from experience at work, um, I have a Pentecostal brother who I've grown close with. We disagree on a lot, but you learn to look past those minor things and you you focus on the same denominator, which yeah. is Christ. Well, yeah. I, think, I think a major problem, and you kind of started towards that, is we have went from uh, standing against doctrinal uh, problems or things that are obviously wrong, uh, when it comes to the doctrine, and more so started battles with stuff that is purely off preference. Yeah, yeah, out out of the out of the bounds of scripture. And I and I made the point. I was teaching at a Bible college once, and I made the point that if there's a disagreement, it needs to be a doctrinal disagreement. It can't come down to some kind of a personal vendetta. Uh, that is that's Corinthian, you know. That's that's completely carnal, and so much of the. Uh, struggles that are be, that's be, that are being faced among independent Baptists, and it goes on later in the confession. It actually talks about uh, independent fundamental Baptists who uh, exercise forms of discipline and exercise forms of excommunication without due process. In other words, I don't have to go through any biblical steps to confront and to alienate you. Uh, I can just basically dispose of you because. There's something I think you might believe, or something, some method that you have that I think might be wrong, in my opinion, and uh, and that outweighs the the power and the strength of God's word. So those are some of the prejudices that exist, um, and they're by and large isolated to independent fundamental Baptists. There seems to be more of it among them than uh, than I've seen in any other denomination at all. Church I came from previously had a lot of stuff like that, and a lot. But towards the end, um, there's a lot of things that were very not not necessarily scriptural, but um, just because they believe that you should act or dress or look a certain way. Yeah, it didn't seem any scripture in that. Yeah, and you know, it's not that that is is necessarily you know a huge huge problem or a huge huge issue. Um, the problem that I see with that is when that eclipses the message of Christ. You know, when somebody comes forth and says, look, you know, we have a standard, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, we have convictions, I'm fine with that. That's that's totally okay. But when that's the first thing that hits you in the face when you walk into the church, 
then that is eclipsing the real message of grace and mercy and is alienating sinners to the degree that they don't have that welcomeness, that sense of, of opportunity to come and know Christ. You know, mm-hmm. and We just recently, we're, and we're going to hear about this shortly in our church, we just recently had a lady uh, that uh, visited and was saved through our soul winning. Zach, you and, you and your wife actually are the ones who dealt with her, and she was born again. Uh, out of a, a new age background where she was, uh, you know, involved in praying to angels and crystals and spheres and, and uh, you know, getting in contact with your inner power and all these kinds of things. Uh, in most independent fundamental Baptist churches, she would be classified as a witch and would be alienated. Mm. And so, uh, you know, and that, and that to me, that insult, that initial insult is what causes a lot of people that have... A, a craving and a longing to know Christ to be alienated from the truth of uh, of a of the of the gospel by fundamental Baptist. That's why I said last time. I think one of our greater sins is where our our light is hidden under a bushel. Mm-hmm. We can't uh, we can't let the light shine because we're afraid of what it's going. We're afraid it's going to draw bugs. And to me, that's unthinkable. Well, what was that term that was used to describe like those uh, rigid? Baptist like mossy backs or something, yeah. something like that. Mossy back Baptist. Yeah. Oh, you I mean uh, you're talking about the uh, uh, you're talking about the uh, some of the primitive Baptists, uh, hard shell Baptists. Maybe you're talking about those. There's a, there's a, several of those folks that are you know very, uh, at one time you know Baptists were called particular Baptists mm-hmm. because they uh, um, you know because they had a particular audience that they appealed to. And otherwise, they you know other, everyone else was left out, hmm. and that seems to be reoccurring now hmm. in independent fundamental Baptist churches. So it's for the person who sees that as a problem. If you don't see that as a problem, then you're uh, you know you're probably part of the problem. The scary thing I mentioned before to me uh, is kind of what you meant is the approach that has been taken uh, to churches. Uh, if you look at the young adult population in a church, it's practically gone. It is. Um, and I'm not saying water down the gospel. I'm not saying preach prosperity gospel. I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm saying that uh, when we get up there uh, and we, like you said, weaponize uh, the Word of God and it becomes a one-way conversation up there, it gets very dangerous and it um, alienates people. And turns them off to the message of the gospel. That's right. Yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely true. I, I remember growing up, I used to hear preachers preach against watching TV. I mean, it's fine if you want to preach against certain shows that contradict God's word, but just preaching against television itself, like you shouldn't even have that in your house. And um, yeah, it, it's just amazing because the the things that they they would try to impose on other people, but it's it's such a turnoff to to those who they know what God's word says and they know that it's just a bunch of yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard I've heard this statement before you cannot be a spirit filled Christian and own a television mm-hmm. I've heard stream I've heard people preach against televisions but then they go and they've got these little devices called phones right here and they're watching television on the yeah. phone so what's your major and, and difference see, th- that's another problem that's another problem with with independent fundamental Baptists is the double standard. You can't go to a movie theater, but you can wait till it comes out on DVD. Right. And I'm asking myself, what in the world is the difference? You know, whether you're watching in the privacy of your home on DVD, 
or if you're actually going to a movie theater. And years ago, when I embraced these things ignorantly, you know, people would come to me, mostly young people. You know, you're exactly right, Zach. Uh, mostly young people would come and they would say, so if you can watch it on DVD, why can't I go to a theater and watch it? And I never had an answer hmm. because there's, a inco- there's an inconsistency there, a double standard that can't be supported in Scripture. And so, you know, and look, I never gripe against people who have higher standards than I do. You're never going to hear me fuss. If somebody has a conviction and they they won't go, for example, to a restaurant that serves alcohol, praise the Lord for them. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to you know diminish the the seriousness of their walk with Christ. If that's their conviction, if that's their scruple, then they're free to have that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the problem is is that if that weaker brother, what the Bible classifies as a weaker brother, and, and the simplest definition of that is the higher the standard the weaker the brother. The higher you have to build your standards means that you can't be tempted by eating in a restaurant that serves alcohol or be tempted by any any kind of a presence of sin whatsoever. And so with Independent Baptists, that's been turned on its head. They believe that the higher standards you have, the stronger you are when God's Word says especially opposite to that. Hmm. The higher the standard, the the more higher, the higher standards you have to have, um, the weaker you are because your flesh is untrustworthy. See, I mean, I've heard many, many things. I've heard of kids um, when I was in college who weren't allowed to go to Target because of some of the things that Target had come out, whether I, I can't remember if it was the bathroom or whatever it was, but those same churches that don't let their uh, kids go to Target or tell their church members they shouldn't go to Target are the same ones that go and stop and get a Starbucks coffee, which pretty much has the same stands as exactly uh, anyone else and it's uh, it's really yeah it's really the standard is fitting to whatever you like yeah um i've seen uh, some that you know they say don't work at somewhere that sells alcohol which to a point i understand but then at at the same time it's like that cuts off so many jobs especially if you don't have an education yeah. i mean no walmart no target no Publix, nothing and and these people have no problem shopping there, right? All right. You can't work there, but they they tell you you know you, you you're not supposed to work there, but they have no problem going and and patronizing that establishment and shopping there. And so for me, that's a double standard. And here's the this is the way God intentionally built this in. He intentionally made the uh, the subject of outward sanctification very vulnerable because He did not want it to be externally emphasized. He didn't want me to be looking at Jeremy so that I can justify myself and say, oh, I'm not as bad as Jeremy or I'm not as bad as Nathan or Zach or whatever. He didn't want that. So what he did was he made it personal and he made it very uh, spiritual and he made it uh, subject to the leadership of the Holy Spirit with the accompaniment of the information of God's Word so that there is a general um, Bible reference in order for there to be a conviction. If you don't have Bible for it, it's not a conviction, you know. Uh, and here's the problem is among independent fundamental Baptists for many, many years, uh, everybody operated under the radar having no Bible for what they believed. And people were able to do that as long as authoritarianism, pastoral authority was respected. But now we have this generation of young people that are coming out and saying, wait a minute. And when they're asking questions, pastors are, are dismissing them out of their congregations because Pastors, by and large, among independent fundamental Baptists, don't know how to answer those 
those questions. You know what that sounds identical to? Uh, Jordan and I were looking at the uh, Roman Catholic Catholic Church doctrines, and there's a whole paragraph on the infallibility of the papacy. Yeah. Basically, whatever the Pope says, yeah. if he's speaking on God's word, whatever he's saying is the truth, and you go with it. Yeah. And here's the problem. You know, I mean, that sounds that sounds incredible. You know, to to compare independent fundamental Baptists to uh, that methodology among Roman Catholics, it sounds pretty incredible. But here's the problem: is it, it, you, we could pluck a book a book off of that shelf over there called uh, "Kingdom of the Cults." It's by Walter Martin, and Walter Martin describes a cult as in, in a series of different ways. If I had them in front of me here, I could share each one of them with you. Uh, one of the ways that Walter Martin defines a cult is what is known as extra-biblical revelation. Extra-biblical revelation meaning that the Pope stands up and says, God told me blank. Mm. God told me X, Y, or Z. And so we look at Roman Catholics and say, that's cultic. And we dismiss them on that basis because we think that's adding to God's Word. Okay, now I, I ask you guys the question. What is so different about what they are doing and what independent fundamental Baptists are doing when they stand up and tell their congregations, God told me this. God told me to confront this today. God told me to preach on this today. And they abandon God's word to do it. That's extra biblical revelation. Right. Yeah. And it, whether we like to admit it or not, it resembles a cult. And it has created a cultic following in independent fundamental Baptist churches. You know what's crazy to me is I've heard someone say this once about um, independent fundamental Baptists is that we are the only people, uh, soldiers, that kill their wounded. We're the only yeah. ones. Um, mm, yeah. We see someone that's bruised, battered, a sin has taken a hold of them, and then we just go ahead and yeah. off them. Just yeah. cut them off. Uh, one of my greatest friends in the world, uh, John Sawyer, um, just a tremendous Christian. And um, John went through a very difficult time in his life in ministry and uh, and wound up, um, he's in Jacksonville now. He's doing a wonderful work for the glory of God, uh, a precious, precious man. Here's what John Sawyer told me. He said, you can be an independent Baptist successfully until you have a problem. But if you ever have a problem, you're in trouble because of what you just said they kill their wounded if you ever have a wayward child or if you ever have a problem in your marriage or if you ever have a financial problem or some kind of a, a lapse or a fall independent baptist will squash you mm. and i find that is the one of the least appealing things about them is that they are so very elite yeah. you just can't have a problem one guy said it like this you better not bleed he made a reference to sharks. He said, the sharks won't bother you, but if you ever bleed, they're coming. Yeah. And that's the way, it's sadly, the way that they operate. And, you know, Jeremy and I, we've talked about, you know, without calling any names or anything, we've talked about a brother, you know, who was in this church that, uh, um, you know, he went through a divorce, went through some different issues, and, uh, and it's, you know, the pastor, instead of, uh, instead of trying to coach him through that and help him with the Word of God and, and you know, because the Bible tells us how to do that. You know, how to help somebody who's going through that kind of a circumstance. And instead of doing that, the pastor withdrew, 
Why? Because the fellow had the unfortunate experience of going through a divorce. Does that mean he's no longer a Christian? Does that mean he's no longer um, useful? Is he obsolete now in the church because he went through a divorce? My answer is no. Hmm. You know, there are limitations. There are ministry limitations that I think are taught in Scripture. But that brother is still a, a part of the family of God, still a part of the body of Christ, and he needs to be put to work somehow in a church so that he can fellowship and find some fulfillment. Right. Yeah. I, it's crazy, like I said. Um, and if anyone wants to argue the point of using people that are broken and bruised and battered or trying to heal them, you'd have a hard time arguing that God uh, wanted to send Jonah to the Ninevites, who were probably some of the most violent people of the it. day. Um, I, I've read into it, and the Ninevites would actually skin people alive, um, and, and their torture methods were uh, very, very extreme. Yeah. Uh, but God still showed them mercy and grace, and I believe that that's, right. that's still something today that God wants to show. Okay, you mess up. The Bible says in First John one nine, uh, if you're if you confess your sins, He's willing to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's not only willing to forgive you for what you confess, but he's also willing to cleanse you from everything that you didn't confess. Hmm. Yes. I agree. So the confession is uh, it's being circulated. People are starting to see it. Um, you know, there's there's both support and opposition beginning to surface. Uh, which is, uh, you know, which we predicted. We knew that this would come. Uh, but it's time. It's time for us to have this alternative. Yeah. True. And I guess uh, to close it off, just a question for you. Where do you think or why do you think this uh, false teaching or error, and like you said, using the Bible as a, a weapon, Where? why do you think this has come about? Uh, what's brought this? Is it um, maybe... A um, mentality or a yeah, need it for is. Power or... It is a mentality, but it's a doctrinal problem too, because it's an underemphasis of Christ and an overemphasis of human personalities. Mm. You know, if we made this podcast about Zach Taylor, Jeremy Boggs, Nathan Waters, Brad Bailey, sooner or later our personalities would begin to bump into each other. So, in order for us to sit around the table and agree. We have to agree that Jesus is what matters in this podcast. Right. And it's the same way with Independent Fundamental Baptists. Um, because there were men who were building kingdoms. And when those kingdoms began to collide with other kingdoms, you know, for example, when the Bob Jones University, Pensacola Christian College conflict arose, it was, it was two unmovable objects uh, beginning to collide with each other and neither side wanted to give. Uh, the J. Frank Norris, um, John R. Rice conflict, uh, and I could go on and on and on and on. You know, the the movement was divided 30 years ago when uh, Dr. Jack Hiles was accused of of a uh, you know an, an ongoing affair, and there were people who took his side, people who did not take his side. I remember that. I remember being in a meeting one time where. Uh, all the Hiles Anderson guys were brought in to preach. That included Jack Scott, who, by the way, is in the mess he's in now. That included uh, Eddie Lapina. That included, you know, there was a host of guys that came. And some of those guys were subdued and wise, uh, like, uh, you know, Eddie Lapina and some of the other guys, you know, very gentlemanly. Uh, but there were some of the other 
uh, Hiles Anderson guys that were there, I remember them standing up and saying, if we hear you oppose Dr. Hiles this week in this meeting, we will punch you in the mouth. <laughs> That's the words they used, you know. And so um, you know, when, when a person has crowned a king and that king is not Jesus, we're going to have a problem. Nope. Mm. That's where that's where it lies. It's truth. Absolutely. Well, I think even though it was only one paragraph, we did uh, get a lot there. Pastor, why don't you go ahead and tell us um, where they can reach out if they have any questions? Yeah. Where can they email us? You can email us at um, info at newtestamentbaptist.com. Uh, that website, newtestamentbaptist.com, is where you can find the confession. And it's, there's not only the confession. There's a host of other articles and papers and documents that are written there. Uh, to try to steer us in the right direction by other people besides me. Uh, so NewTestamentBaptist.com is the website. If you want to get the confession, you can email us at info at NewTestamentBaptist.com. I'll put those in the link as well. So you'll have have it all right there for you. Fantastic. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, another good episode today. Um, thank you guys for once again tuning in to Cherishing Scripture Podcast, a podcast where we are changing society by cherishing Scripture.